Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, October 31st, and this is The Gateway. I'm Rod Milam, sitting in for Wayne Pratt. The schools where a gunman opened fire last week, killing two and injuring seven others, will remain closed this week. St. Louis Public Schools announced Central Visual and Performing Arts High School and Collegiate School of Medicine and Bioscience will remain closed through at least November 4th. District officials had previously said virtual learning would start this week. The school district is continuing to provide in-person and online counseling resources, and district officials promised more information regarding the two South St. Louis schools in the coming days. Meanwhile, a funeral mass is being held this morning for one of the two victims who died in the school shooting last week. Jean Kushka was a teacher at the school, and she was 61 years old. This morning's funeral mass for Kushka is at the St. Louis Cathedral Basilica in the Central West End. 15-year-old sophomore Alexandra Bell was also killed in the shooting. Services for her are coming up this weekend. A St. Louis Young Artist nonprofit joined with a North St. Louis church and trauma surgeon to promote healing from last week's fatal shooting. St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Fenton reports the St. Louis Story Stitchers this weekend visited a picnic at Sumner High School in the Ville. St. Louis Story Stitchers is a nonprofit of young people who combat gun violence through song, dance, and other forms of artistic expression. On Saturday, the group visited St. Philip's Harvest Festival. While kids jumped in a moon bounce, the artists performed original songs and dances that expressed the pain from the shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. Several members of the group, including youth program coordinator Brandon Lewis, are graduates of the school. When they hear a song that, 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 that says exactly what they're feeling or that they can completely relate to, it makes them feel better because they know they're not alone. The picnic also featured a lecture from a trauma surgeon about the psychological effects of gun violence. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. The newest data from the Centers for Disease Control shows Pike County, Illinois, is experiencing a high level of COVID-19 cases. The county, just south of Quincy, is one of five counties in Illinois seeing the elevated level. The CDC is recommending people in high-level counties wear masks when indoors in public and people at high risk of getting very sick avoid non-essential indoor activities. The same data from the CDC shows most Missouri counties in the St. Louis area at the medium level, while the Metro East area counties and counties around Rolla are at the low level. Planned Parenthood is taking over the former Tri-Rivers Family Planning Center in Rolla tomorrow. The Title X Health Center will offer contraceptives, pregnancy tests, and other reproductive health services to residents throughout south-central Missouri. Haley Kramer was a nurse practitioner at Tri-Rivers before it announced it was closing after roughly 50 years of operation and will stay on at the clinic after Planned Parenthood opens. She says her patients were happy to hear they'd have access again because the health center serves more than just the Rolla residents. We have people from very far rural areas that don't have um, any access to the care that they need where they are um, that come from you know, hour and a half, two hours, even further away, just to get their birth control with us. Kramer was a guest on St. Louis on the Air. About 750 buffalo raised in preserves throughout the Midwest will travel across the country to tribal lands. As Harvest Public Media's Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco reports, it's part of an indigenous-led effort to restore the once-endangered species. 
At the Nature Conservancy's Nachusa Grasslands in Illinois, a field crew of scientists are tagging, swabbing, and preparing some 30 buffalo to be transported to three different indigenous nations. Restoration ecologist Elizabeth Bach calls the buffalo a keystone species. And we see evidence of um, the shedded fur in the spring that birds will actually use that in their nests to help keep them warm. So they're impacting all species across all trophic levels in the prairie ecosystem. This is part of the Intertribal Buffalo Council's 30-year effort to rehome buffalo to tribal management. So far, 20,000 buffalo have gone to 79 tribes. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Juan Pablo Ramirez Franco. First published 177 years ago, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven Endures. The poem tells the story of the narrator's descent into madness as they deal with the grief of losing their beloved Lenore. Kirkwood resident and historical interpreter Ann Williams recorded The Raven for us. And St. Louis Public Radio producer Avery Rogers turned Williams' performance into a sound-rich production. So, on this Halloween, here's The Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary as I pondered weak and weary for many quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. To some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. How distinctly I remembered was in the bleak December and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow. Vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terror never felt before, so that now to still the beating of my heart I stood repeating to some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, oh madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, nothing more. Deep into that darkness, peering long, I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. The silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. Back into my chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping, something louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment in this mystery explore. It is the wind and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter when with many a flirt and flutter in there stepped a stately raven from the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped nor stayed he. 
but with mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door, perched upon the pallid bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, surely, I said, thou art no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly. Though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door with such a name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on that placid bust, spoke only that one word as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered. Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Startled by the stillness broken, by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless said I what it utters is its only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs that burden bore the dirges of his hopes that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. But the raven, still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door, and upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking fancy under fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim and gainly ghastly gaunt and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking never more. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining with the lamplight glowing o'er, but on whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight glowing o'er she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then methought the air grew denser. Perfumed by an unseen censer, swung by a seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee. By these angels he has sent thee respite, respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I. Thing of evil prophet, steal of bird or devil. Whether tempter sent or temptest, toss thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, in this desert land enchanted, in this home by horror haunted. Tell me, tell me, I implore. Is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil. Prophet, steal of bird or devil. By that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell the soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden, it should clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. 
Be that word our sign of pardon, bird or feed. I shrieked up starting. Get thee back into the tempest in the night's Plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul has spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak without my heart, and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, and its eyes have all the seeming of a devil that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow across the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, recited by historical interpreter Anne Williams of Kirkwood, and this sound-rich production produced by Avery Rogers. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Firm. I'm Rod Milam. Have a good day, and happy Halloween. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.